Okay, I head to South America next, where an election is taking place. We love an election, don't we? We like to crunch the numbers and get into it and... Now look at the runners and riders, especially on election night, and look at all the uncertainties, and as we were saying last night, the possibility of an upset, very little possibility of an upset in El Salvador, where the president there, poised to become the first in almost a century to be re-elected, in spite of an authoritarian drift of sorts. In fact, so much so that actually constitutionally, you're not really supposed to have two terms as a president in El Salvador, but he's rewritten the constitution, um, installed judges to help him get his way and be eligible to stand for a second term. That gives you a bit of a sense of what's going on in El Salvador. And in spite of that, is enormously popular. To understand that, you have to understand crime and gang crime in the country. John Bonfinglia will help us with that. He'll take us through how the results are stacking up and give us the context to help understand it. That's before 11.30 on Times Radio. Listen to Times Radio on your DAB digital radio. Daryl Morris on Times Radio. So, this time last night, we were considering an election that was a foregone conclusion, really, or it is a foregone conclusion, that of the Russian President Vladimir Putin in about six weeks from now. Tonight, there is another election happening with a fairly certain outcome of its own. In El Salvador, President Nayib Bukele is poised to become the first Salvadoran president in almost a century to be re-elected. The parallels with Vladimir Putin don't end there, though, at the certainty of their re-election. The experts concerned about a drift into authoritarianism. In fact, he once described himself as the world's coolest dictator. I speak to John Bonfiglio, who's our man in that region. He's watching the results for us tonight. John, good evening. Good evening, Daryl. Um, just, just take us into the into what's ha- what is happening to, tonight. Um, do we have results? When are we expecting results? What's uh, what's going on? Polls have just closed uh, of about 20 minutes ago. We expect preliminary results uh, to come in in the next 20 minutes, uh, sorry, in the next two hours or so. This is an election for president, vice president and 60 members of the country's legislative assembly uh, in El Salvador, where Bukele's, Nayib Bukele's new ideas party already has a super majority. And polls suggest that he's going to win probably around 57 of the 60 seats, as well as being uh, re-elected, uh, again, as you say, for the first time in, in a century, because he's amended the constitution. He packed the constitutional court with loyalists as a result of his supermajority in order to be able to to run again. Now, El Salvador is a tiny country uh, of six million people. It is one of Latin America's smaller. So I think the question is, why is this foregone conclusion of an election in the 47th smallest country on earth making global news? And the answer is because no country has been as radically successful at vanquishing organized crime in such a short period of time as Bukele's El Salvador. Just a few years ago, El Salvador in 2015 was de facto the murder capital of the world, torn apart by gangs. Now, it is if not the safest country in Latin America, certainly in the top uh, two or three. And this is all based on his war with gangs, which started uh, two or three years ago, which completely upended all policy making in the country and has achieved never uh, never hoped for successes in terms of security in the country okay it has but it's also been i mean it's also effectively sort of um it, it, it become a police state hasn't it el salvador as a result yeah 
Yeah, if not already drifting towards a one-party police state, that's basically where where, where it is. Um, in order to take the war to the gangs, Bukele had to suspend all constitutional rights. Uh, citizens were basically deemed to be guilty until they proved them themselves innocent. They had to, they continue had to have to prove that they do not belong to the gangs, any sign that they do means that they immediately get sent to jail. They, uh, there are no individual trials. There are mass trials. There is little right to due process to the extent that 2% of the population is now in, in prison. And uh, Bukele also recognized that jails in, in other countries, as we've seen, for example, recently in, in Ecuador, have been a massive problem. Generally, they are breeding grounds and recruitment centers for organized crime. So what Bukele's administration did in El Salvador was make them resemble concentration camps. Uh, the, the biggest prison on earth is now in El Salvador, in which there are flagrant human rights abuses that are committed on a, on a daily basis. It is estimated that one in six prisoners are innocent, and Human Rights Watch says that uh, in excess of a 1,000 children as young as 12 have been detained. Now, but you know, the flip side of that coin is that for the first time in living memory, there is peace on the streets. People can go out at night uh, to their local park. And, and the big question is, what price are citizens willing to pay for their security? Right. And, and so it turns out that people, so at the end of their tether, that the idea of living in a police state seemed preferable to a crime-ridden one. And it's been an enormous, enormous success for him personally, because he has, has he, I mean, is he genuinely this popular? Or as part of that authoritarian creep, has he been able to orchestrate his popularity, if that makes sense? I think he is genuinely that, that popular. Even, even if some people perhaps don't want to criticise him because of the punitive measures that the government brings on critics and journalists and so on, I think we're talking in the low digits. Uh, his approval ratings are in uh, currently at around 93%. He is the most uh, popular president leader on earth. Um, to, to, to the extent that during this campaign, electoral uh, campaign, remarkably, he made almost no campaign appearances. He wasn't interested. He didn't have to win support. He's, he's actually been more on a regional tour of uh, Latin America than it has in El Salvador. And this is another key point, because given Latin America's security challenges, for instance, again, as we've just cited in Ecuador, and you know, as we've seen throughout the news over the course of the last few months in, in Ecuador, what's ref being referred to as the Bukele model is likely to be exported to other countries in the region. He is the poster boy for authoritarian responses to the security crisis, which are now gradually being rolled out across other countries in the region. Right. Because it's me. What is day-to-day -day life like in El Salvador? Well, now it is actually remarkably transformed. I mean, almost anybody you uh, you speak to there, even if they are a little bit worried about you know, the rollback on checks and balances and civil liberties, they will say, uh, well, I can now open my shop into the night. I can take my kids out on a on a walk in the evening. We can go to local events. It, 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 El Salvador, again, the context of this is really important. El Salvador has not seen this level of security and uh, by inference freedom since probably or since before uh, the civil war. Uh, the gangs which 
were formed in the 70s and 80s in Los Angeles, which then uh, returned to El Salvador, um, the criminals that were deported that then seeded those gangs in El Salvador, have been destroying the country now for basically two, two, two and a half generations. Uh, This is the first time in most people's living memory that they feel good about being El Salvadorian, about being in El Salvador, and about the future and the horizons that um, a Bukele future might bring. What is he? What is he like as a as a person? Uh, he is. I mean, it's, uh, to some extent, he does tick a lot of those authoritarian um, boxes. He is highly charismatic. He is uh, flamboyant, but he is also highly smart and publicity savvy. He actually started out as a publicist on political campaigns before moving into politics in in 2011. Interestingly, uh, neither he nor his administration uh, are remotely interested in traditional uh, old school journalism. They do not give interviews. He talks, he is very present, no surprises there on on social media, he, he goes on record as saying that a uh, that a that a, a, an Instagram video, a reel, will be much more beneficial to him and successful than than any kind of interview that he might give. He's very much a millennial. He is he is a pretty when he was elected actually in 2019, he was Latin America's youngest leader. He he looks like a hipster. He has a sort of a quaffed uh, beard. He wears his baseball cap backwards he wears a jacket he's very i mean again as we know from a number of different characters from trump to malay although bukele is not de facto of the right despite his security uh, tendencies he, he he is the anti-politician uh, just briefly john just finally i mean how did the rest of the world greet this 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 moment then and, and, and treat him in particular of course the u.s important in the region north america but they i mean i think i do i think i'm right in saying that the biden administration expressed some concerns about this authoritarian creep but it's it's gone a bit quiet since they became really important that relationship obviously really important for things like migration yeah with uh, it is greeted with great trepidation um internationally the, the worry is that these rollbacks that we're seeing in El Salvador will spread further afield in Latin America and beyond, of course, because of the obvious successes in terms of the, the you know, the security uh, pushback. But there is a worry, not just in El Salvador, but again, as we've seen in, in a variety of other countries, that uh, what was sort of taken for granted in terms of the importance of democratic institutions is no longer valued by significant sections of a of a populace that that uh, that prefer. Uh, perceived uh, action and success in in as regards the biggest problems that they face, rather than um, democracy as a as an institutional tool for their country. Okay, well, fascinating and concerning, but also fascinating. Uh, John, a pleasure, my friend. Always a joy. Thank you so much. No problem. Take care. You too. Uh, John Bonfiglio with us in Latin America tonight. I mean, I'd love to say that I'll keep you up to date with that uh, with those results as we get them. We'll be watching El, Sa- El Salvador very closely, all the ins and the outs of those numbers as they arrive over the next couple of hours. But I can tell you already he's going to win. Uh, President Niab uh, Bukele has won in El Salvador. That's pretty much all you need to know. <laughs> 